see that this starts winding and I'll give a little introduction. Okay, my name is Sister Prince and today is Monday, July 7th, 1987 and I'm interviewing Olivia Calloway for the Black History Project of the Missouri Historical Society. Together we will explore Mrs. Calloway's experience as a black in St. Louis during the 40s and 50s. Um, first, I would like to ask you, um, and you made reference to it a few minutes ago, uh, in referring to the word black, you would prefer to use? I would prefer to use the um, the names that I am familiar with, that I felt they're respectful. And I suppose there's nothing wrong with the word black, but see, at the time that I lived, black was not a respectful name. If you called a person a black, it usually was black was usually preceded by some other kind of a name. Mm -hmm. So to me, the connotation black is not a respectful name because of the age in which I was. We're talking about the, the 40s, 40s and, 50s. and 50s. So we use the word colored, we use the word Negro. But I think that in all of this, some reference needs to be made that we were American Negroes, just like you have the American Indian. Because you do have people of color coming from Haiti, coming from the Caribbeans, coming from all the other countries, coming from Africa. You have the Africans are called Africans because they were born in Africa and related to that. So, but I go along with the fact that I rep, because I feel like I represent the past and most certainly the future, the, the present, and perhaps uh, some of the things that I'm doing or saying may be uh, referred to in the future. Um, you were born here. I was born in St. Louis, Missouri. I'm a native Missourian. Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, and you lived where? Growing up. Well, in growing up, I lived several areas. Well, we they, well I can't say several, but in the regular. So at that time we had segregated neighborhoods, and so we all sort of lived in many areas. I was born in North St. Louis, which was called Petersville at that time. And uh, which, as somebody said, where in the world is Petersville? But that it was an area just like you had the Cary Patch. I'm sure that the Irish had the Cary Patch, and the Petersville uh, began where the where where um, uh, Cary Patch <laughs> left off. In other words, when you got past uh, St. Louis Avenue, you were going into Petersville because that was around Garrison Avenue, Leffingwell Avenue, Jefferson. Uh, Montgomery, all those streets over in there. Uh, then from there that we li lived on South Ewing Avenue, which would not be too far from where we are now, which is only a block and a half over that way, which is now a commercial area. And then uh, we moved out into what we call the Ville, which is now a a historical area because they, 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 we, it, everything in that environment uh, represents the uh, uh, Negro development, the, the uh, all of our our culture. Sumner High School, St. James A.M.E. Church, uh, Poro College, all of those things. That was a hub of black activities. I'll sort of use black activities because I want people to know that I'm it, uh, intelligent enough to accept <laughs> these uh, for the younger people, so they'll feel comfortable with what I'm saying. So for, so I lived 4417 Code Brilliant, which was in walking distance of the high school. But on the other hand, I really lived there. That was my address for going to school. Mm -hmm. 
because I actually lived, uh, uh, stayed with my aunt and uncle at 1411 Morgan Street, which is now Del Mar. And we were there because the sister, these other, uh, the um, colored sisters, uh, which again they want to say black, which are now out in Normandy. And I'll have to come back and, uh, isn't it fun, I can't remember the name of the sisters, but they had a, um, a orphanage out there for families, you know, for girls, and it, it was Catholic. And uh, we went out there, I was out there for a while because I was with my niece. My niece and I were only a year apart, but we, I went out to keep her company because I had a mother and father who were living, you know, who had a family. How old were you now? Oh, I was about eight years old. Um, when did your first awareness of segregation? I wasn't aware of segregation until after I, after I was married. I wasn't aware of segregation at all because we I, we didn't know we were poor because we had a nice home. We uh, was clean. We ate. My father had a job. My mother had a job. Of course, she was a laundress. My father was a, a lumber grader. And uh, we had the white priests. I've been a Catholic all my life. It was the first when I, when I was open my eyes. If I had known what I was looking at, I was looking at a white midwife, and all the priests in the church at that time were white. So to me, I had no 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 problem with discrimination. It was only after I married and became grown because even going to school, I enjoyed my schooling. I enjoyed my teachers. They were all black, and they all had master's degrees in Sumner High School, and they were the best teachers that you could have anywhere, black, white, green, or pink. That's what I understand. And uh, because I... And I didn't feel inferior because I had nothing to feel inferior about because we had such beautiful role models and we geared ourselves to wanting to be like them. And did you not know that there were certain places that you couldn't go? No, because it, well, where were we going to go? Because we to had plenty of food. To a movie? Well, I didn't. Andy. Movies, did, uh, uh, I didn't. There were several hills, but there were some, some of us who didn't have to go to those things because our family provided recreation. Mm -hmm. See, on Sundays, if I went to a movie, but I'd go to a movie in my area. Would you call yourself sheltered? No, I wouldn't call myself sheltered. We were allowed to, to go places, but we had to let our family uh, know where we were. No, we I never just mean went emotionally out. sheltered. No, I didn't feel that. No, I didn't have any of those feelings. This is my feeling personally. Yeah. I have more feelings now about discrimination segregation, even though we're supposed to be progressive and to make a lot of, a lot of uh, improvements and a lot of advancement. But sometimes, I, 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 right now, I feel discrimination segregation more now than I did then because we have so much hate in the world and so much separation. In the, in the in the in the races and and so much vindictiveness. Talk about it. Go ahead and talk about it. No, it's nothing for me to talk about now because I said it's here. Everybody knows about it. And see, when you even though we can go to the theaters, we can go we can places. If you of course it means that you have to go if you got your money. But I mean, sometimes you go and they're the people they they don't want to wait on you. And you go to dinner, and the uh, the, the, the waiter is, is nice and, and, and gracious, and looks like it's as if to say, "Well, what are you doing here?" It's all. It's never anything that one one says to you. It's the action, the way You're you feel. You're talking about now. Now I'm talking about. And when I go there, I went to a place one day. Took some friends there. We were coming from the theater right up on Grand Avenue. It's a new place, and it said that they didn't open until five o'clock. We went there at four thirty. 
And they said, uh, I said, well, we came for dinner. Well, dinner's not until 5. It was only 4.30. And these people were from out of town. And I said, well, we'd like to have a drink. Uh, no, you can't have a drink because the bartender's not here. The bar's not set up. Now, the bar's going to open up at 5 o'clock. And this is 4.30. It would seem to me you got five or six people there in a party. And you know we were well-dressed. We we, we, you could see that we were people who knew what we wanted and what we wanted to do. And I have not gone back to that place, and I will not go. Now, I, I, I and I was right up on Grand Avenue, and the place was a very new place. Yeah. Well, you're, you're taking it as uh, uh, because of uh, you're being black. That happens to us, and I think it's. Uh, well, I, I, I take it that people well, start me, doing it, their jobs and they don't care anymore. And they well, just, that's it. I, I think standard. it's just interesting. In other words, see, there's such thing as service. Yeah. They don't give you the service. I don't think it was because of my color. Right. No, 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 no. Because this man has a couple of places out yeah. in the county. No, they just. It was just the lack of respect, the lack of service. Oh, well, you can come back again. Yeah. We're not ready. And if you got a place of business, and I'm sure if the man who owned it had been there, that would not have happened. He would have said, why, sure, come on in. So whoever was managing it lacks the courtesy, lacks what it means to, to service, or they felt as though that if they, you know, we, in their estimation, could not stop their operation, or perhaps whatever we said negatively against them would not matter. But see, we, but, but see, I've been conscious of doing your job correctly. Right. And whoever was there was not doing their job. And especially since it was a new establishment and you were there early, ready for five o'clock dinner. Olivia, what I'm trying to ascertain is you got into politics. I got into you, politics because my husband wasn't making much money. It was a matter of survival because he, my husband was a musician and that was before he went into the post office. And at that time, right after 29 or 30, that's when the um, uh, music, you know, the talking pictures came in. And remember you were having the shows with the big bands and everybody was going to Hollywood or New York or these places. So that if you had a, a band, a large band, you, you could not survive. You had to change your tactics because you had to make some money. And that's when my husband had organized a small combo mm -hmm. so that maybe if you would be available, you could have two pieces of piano and drums of piano and sax. It was a matter of survival. Mm -hmm. And that is the reason that... What year was that? That was in 1929 when this uh, change oh. came about. Okay. Because, but that, but that's, that's the beginning of it. Mm -hmm because he was working every night at uh, little clubs mm -hmm. and he was carrying mail during the day. Mm -hmm. uh, then around... How'd you, get, how'd you first get involved? I first got involved because I could no. see the need. No, no, not, not why. How? What, in what uh, aspect? In well, what that's what I'm getting ready to okay. say. I, I mean, to answer it, I have to do this. Okay. I, it was contact, but the contact came from the fact that my mother-in-law was had a a friend of, that they grew up together, they mm -hmm. were associates in early years, and uh, she had told me, said, why don't you go down and see Harry Small? Harry Small at this time is dead. And uh, I went on down to see him, and I said, you know, Harry, I said, I think I will need a job because Cal's not making much money. And he said, okay, Olivia, said, uh, we will, uh, I'll go on down. You come on down, and 
I will take you over to see the Democratic committee woman who lived about a block from me. I can't even think of her name right now, but I'll come back to it. And I went on over there and it was a job vacant at the old hospital, call it, uh, home, call it uh, City Hospital Number 2. Number, number two. 1 was the, second, was the White Hospital, Number 2 was the Black Hospital on Garrison and Lawton. And he said, um, uh, we can, I'll talk to the committee and say at that time it was, it was a committee and it was uh, Bill Cullinane. The Cullinane family, they were a, a director, funeral directors and of course Jordan Chambers had his organization and he was at the time had changed from a Republican organization to a Democrat organization so there were two organizations within in the area. Within, within the 19th Ward. Two, two Democratic organizations but one was the original um, Democratic uh, organization and that the original one has to be the one that has an elected official uh -huh. and Bill Cullinane was the duly elected commitment of the 19th Ward but Jordan Chambers had his Democratic independent organization which in later years he did defeat Bill Cullinane and became the commitment of the 19th Ward but I'm saying this is how it evolved yes. because once he renounced the, Dem the Republican Party he organized his own Democratic organization so uh, Harry Small was responsible for getting my first job uh, at Homer Phillips Hospital. And I worked there and then I went into x-ray department and then I stayed there until we moved out to Homer Phillips Hospital in 1937. And I stayed there until 1941. In 1941 I came home to be with my family because my mother-in-law was very ill with asthma and I had to come home because she was taking care of the children then so because of her illness I had to come in and take over as a housewife. So uh, then by that time Bill Cullinane um, was, was no longer in power so Jordan Chambers even though I didn't, I lived in the 19th Ward but I did not participate in the meetings for the simple reason that I had the children, you know, I didn't, didn't, didn't have the time. So uh, uh, after I, um, around in 1944, I worked part-time, I, I, then I was asked to work in the uh, uh, license collector's office and then from one job to the other. Then finally, um, uh, was this through Jordan Chambers? Yes, in in forty four it was when I so you, you were. I, well, see, he was the recognized. See, by this time he had been elected, so he had the power. Not only in the his ward, but in the whole city of St. Louis, he was uh, he was considered the man for the black patronage at that time. The the white uh, committee people didn't want to be bothered with you. You had to get, if you got any job or any recognition, it came through Jordan Chambers only, whether you lived in his ward or not. He was it. And so he was a man. Tell me about the man. Wonderful person. He was the most independent, uh, resourceful man that I've ever known. He was one thing, he, if he did not, he did not support you because you gave him money to support. If he didn't like you, he didn't like your philosophy, he didn't like the way you talk or the things that you projected or the things he would ask him to do, or he would definitely say no. And he says, I will go ahead and support, and he would refuse, even though I've seen many a time that he could have all the money he needed to run his campaign. But if he did not want you, he did not accept you. 
and I respect him for that and certainly now when I'm seeing so many uh, when the weak leadership with the weak leadership that we have now I feel as though that if they had uh, had remembered and accepted and practiced the philosophy of Jordan Chambers we would be a strong political group in the black community Yours, your side. Well, now what do you, when well, you ask me that question, I'm trying to remember now what, but <laughs> let's get back. You, you went, you went from, uh, you well, had a job. Well, well that, that threw, well, as I said, I went, uh, uh, as the jobs came up, the, uh, I didn't hold them very long. Whenever office. they needed someone, I was working part-time. License collector office. Yeah, like, not the license collector. Uh, this was the, um, Revenue. I said license collector, but let me change that because license collector is a city office, and that was all white. Um, maybe a few, but the um, oh the um, the division of motor vehicles where you get your license. And if I can't think of that, the um, the it's a state office, and uh, where you, where you go for an department of revenue is what you make your yeah check department out to. department of revenue Missouri state revenue. Mm -hmm. And where well, you had your license, you bought your license, you get all that. Of course, it was downtown now. And these jobs were were given. And these were political jobs. They were given to you because of your political um, involvement. Mm -hmm. Precinct captain, you had to be a precinct captain or worker. Mm -hmm. And I, I got the job there, but it didn't last long because, as I said, I had to come in and start and to work with my family. So then later on. Um, Oh, I guess it must have been around in um, uh, the 40, around 47 or 48, I, under uh, Jordan James, called me and asked me, I was a vacancy in the probate court, and I went in the probate court at that time, and um, as, and I used to take care, I was a deputy clerk, but I took care of all of the court cases in as much that I made out the, um, the whole of court docket for the probate court, certain as as the estates uh, claims came in, they were put under certain docket dates, and I was the one who had that authority and that experience to do that. And they were all typed, and I had to type through four pages and line, so you know it had to be correct. And at that, and then this docket was published in a uh, one of the papers as i said my wouldn't all of this just escapes me the, the particular name but it's a paper that's still in existence that the court dockets are put in all of the um, court records is in this particular paper all the divorces all the sales of property all the probates all of the um, uh, information on on um, anything legal because it's a legal doc a legal paper that the lawyers can refer to. Let me I keep on thinking about it because this has been a long time ago, okay. and I stayed there for up until 1952, and I left in 1952 on a leave of absence to become um, to run to to uh, I became a candidate for the committee woman of the 18th Ward, and that's how I, that didn't involve me into politics, and so from 1952 to 1956, I was a committee woman of the 18th Ward, and I, by being um, 
a native St. Louisian, people knowing me through school, and when that's when that that's the reason I use the word E. And I knew that so many people had to say Olivia Calloway, which is all right to say Olivia Calloway, but I like to, uh, to documents to read Olivia E. Calloway, which means Olivia Ellis Calloway. And as a candidate, that's what I was known, Olivia Ellis, because see, they knew me as Olivia Ellis because in school. And see, then those who knew I was there, everybody didn't know I was a Callaway, but they could remember me as an Ellis. Mm -hmm. So that's the way I said, Olivia Ellis Callaway. And then I um, continued to use that E, because as I said, once I'm gone, I want that name Ellis to be perpetuated, because that's my respectful family name. And so that's how I became involved, became involved in politics. Okay. As, and I mentioned to you that I was a native St. Louis and right. I was a Roman Catholic, so you see you have to give some people, the man that I ran with that, that was a candidate uh, for commitment, he was a Protestant, so he said, well, we'll make a good team. You can attract the Catholic people, I can attract the Protestant people, you can attract the your, your, your friends, you can attract the people that you know you can attract, you did, see. Did people have to, to try to get to you? At that time, well, they did get to me, but you see, that's that's uh, that's another story because at that time, even though the committee woman was uh, was elected the same as the committeeman, but it was that that um, that feeling that the man was the leader, mm -hmm. and once that you were elected, then he automatically took over, and you were criticized if you did not go along with him. And that's the reason I only served one four-year term, oh, really? because as I was accused of um, doing things behind his back, because I was a duly elected committee woman, and a lot of people liked to talk to me because they felt they could get more of an understanding or a better mm -hmm. relationship, because the committeeman was of a different caliber than what I was. And they felt as though that they could, but he resented that, and that was the cause of me not going any longer than the four years. Mm. But I, I, none of, and even today, the committee women do not have the power that they ha that they should have, but they have m much more power now than what they had. For instance, uh, and 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 this was another thing I want to bring up too, that uh, while I was as a committee woman. I was given a job, or even I asked for the job in the sheriff's office because that's the only job I could get as a deputy sheriff. Okay, now the white committee women were given jobs as clerks in the chambers, in the judge's court. In other words, when you go in the court, they say, hey, 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 the judge is coming in, you know, and you keep, well, and they sit in that little box up there. Every woman who had that job was white and she was a committee woman. I was a black committee woman and I was not giving that job. Now, so as I said, all of this discrimination came to me after I became grown and as I went, and in politics especially, and I am a witness to that and whoever hears or says it don't agree with me, they're just not recognizing the truth. Two questions. One, you've, you've answered partially, mm -hmm. okay. Uh, and I want to ask it now. Um, 
what exactly does a committee woman do or a committee man? You, you've got well, a committee part. woman, she's a leader. Okay. He's a leader. You, they come to you for help. They want to know how they can get certain benefits. Maybe they need to be on welfare. Or maybe they need a job. But personally, most of them want a job. They don't want a welfare. So you have to confer with other com to, to the heads of the elected offices, a different office in the city and in states as well. I got A, B, and C. I like it's a qualified person. You owe me a certain number of jobs in my ward. I supported you in the primary. I, the primary is the important thing because in the general election we all come together. And this is the way that you and the committee man and the committee woman have the authority of recommending to the head of the elected office that, that there may be a vacancy in. Yes, but that's what I'm saying. The committee woman's role was not recognized as an authoritative role in making and helping the people. Your role was if you gave a tea that you got the cakes and cookies together and washed the dishes and put the flowers on the table and the tablecloth, just like the role of a housekeeper. And when you would go to somebody and tell them about this, somebody high I didn't up, tell anybody about it. I didn't have to tell them because they, yes, they wouldn't talk to me. They wouldn't even talk to me. Your commitment, or if I'd go there, they said, well, I have to talk to your commitment. But you and wouldn't go to a Jordan Chambers. And well, I couldn't go to Jordan Chambers because Jordan Chambers is a committeeman and he felt the same way the rest of them. Now, Jordan gave me my job when I wasn't a committee woman. But I'm saying it, it, this was universal. The white and black, they, it was the same thing. Mm -hmm. And if a man would come, just like I know one of them said, uh, I'm going to give you, I want you to come and see me because we want to uh, make some arrangements for the voting. And when I got there, they um, uh, came in and said, now where's your commitment? And they wouldn't give me anything at all. And then my commitment came in, says, well, I'll see. And I never, never got any recognition. I'm telling you the the, the facts. I you never got have, it. You must have been so mad. Oh, I was very disgusted, very, very upset because I knew that it was on the strength of my votes that I received that the, that we were elected. Mm -hmm. I know that because what happened was a miraculous type of thing. The committee woman who was very well known, she died of a heart attack the month before the election. See, we were elected in August in the primary. She died in July. And then they put a woman by the name of Callaway against me. But it, it didn't hurt because they knew who I was. And, and then once we'd go out and speak, they could see the difference. I knew what I was doing, my appearance, my knowledge, mm -hmm. my friendship with people through the years. So I was a likely candidate. So what you want was a winner. But once you got a winner, then see, you use them and didn't let them. They knew I was popular, but they didn't want a popular committee woman. What were your goals? In your, in, what, what did you I wanted to help people as much as I could, and I wanted to uh, be a woman who could rise up in politics. Because one time, what's what's wrong with me that I couldn't be a national committee woman of the of the state? What's wrong? I couldn't have worked on the National Democratic Committee. I had the the the, the, the know-how. I, I, it was a chance for me to work not only on the local level but the state level and finally on the nationally level because look how long the Democrats were in power nationally. But that was refused to me because once I fell out with a commitment and didn't follow his dictates, then my name was Mud. And the idea was is not to give me anything of any 
if, if, if uh, that, that I could really, you know, of any outstanding mm -hmm. job. So, so really, I was just shut off completely. So really, it started though because because I was uh, an aggressive. No, I was an aggressive woman. It had nothing to do with me being black. Cause my commitment was black. I know, but you also didn't get. You just you stated before that you didn't get any of the job. Well, I had. Well, that was the whole. The thing that was, was the that picture. nobody, not against me, it was yes, just that, that was you did not the have the oh, the discrimination and your black leaders did not go out and get this. They just they right. took it for granted that you, that they say you couldn't have it, you couldn't have it. Where it was that the black leader should have said, well, our women are just as important as your women, you should have it. That's so not, it was it, it was the not, way the things were. Right. That's and and I was just that's appalled. What, that's what I'm trying to say. I bring was just out. appalled. But it wasn't it, it, it was a matter that it, it was it, it was something that wasn't only for me, but I'm the only one that really the other ones were rather complacent about not you be real quiet now, you know, but I was not that I, I, I let it known that I didn't like it. Because some of the women up there didn't hadn't even have eighth grade education. And I knew I was qualified. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So that I resented that too. Mm -hmm. But uh, and as I said, my resentment showed through, and I was accused of doing a lot of things I didn't do because they wanted to make sure that I would not win another election, which I did not. Because then nobody wants anybody that's a troublemaker. Well, that's what I was called wanted to know. I'm too smart, that's too right. aggressive. Yeah. The woman's place is in the home. Even some people now say woman's place is in the home. Mm -hmm. They say it on TV mm -hmm. now. Stay at home and take care of your children. Got no business out here telling us men what to do. They're afraid of us. That, so that was the situation. And I just happened to be a person who went had the experience in that. And I don't mind telling my experience. So how, how did it, how, when you got out and you did feel that there was a segregation? Uh, I just forgot about it, sweetheart, because I had a good husband who was making a living for me, and I just forgot about it, knew I couldn't, and I didn't have no, I wasn't going to waste my time on ignorant and working with ignorant people. So I got out and I just would get jobs, uh, just part-time jobs, maybe I'd work three or four months with the Urban League on certain drives, work with certain groups uh, to get over um, maybe a certain program. And I did that uh, up until the time for a long time. So I really did not have a job. I, everybody said, oh, you're retired. I didn't have a job that I was retired from. So I'm still not retired because I'm still doing something. <laughs> you sure are. Yeah, but see, I didn't have to do that because I had a husband who was taking care of me. Uh -huh. But I, on the side, would try to get, like the Urban League, we had the uh, uh, um, march to the ballot box. Well, see, I had been in politics. I knew a lot of people. So I was a good person to carry this on. But after that was over with, then I... Then you uh, really weren't in politics. Oh, yes, I still... That was, sure, I stayed in politics. I was never allowed to win another office or to get a work, job of any consequence. You just worked behind the scenes. No, I didn't work behind the scenes. I, I, I don't know why... I don't, you don't, you're not getting a good picture of this. I didn't, I, I keep saying that I never was elected in office. I aspired, I ran for state legislature, I ran well, for the automatic and all that, but they saw that I did not win. Yes, right, right, I understand. So that. I never got out of it, but they made sure that I didn't get a toehold where I could go. But every candidate that came along who was against the regular elected official, 
I went on and worked with them to show my resentment to those who were already in. I never got out of it. I'm out of it now to a point because the ones in there not doing anything. They are not getting the jobs that they could get. And what few they are getting, they're giving them to their precinct captains or members of the organization. But virtu I don't belong to a uh, ward organization because if I, I'm not looking for a job. And I know enough people that when I get ready to vote for a candidate or whatever I want to do, I don't need a ward organization to tell me who to back. So I'm not out of it any. I just don't associate myself to vote. Oh, no, you can't vote. You can't do this. No, that's not. I made the decision as to how what I wanted to do. Okay. So you were still you were still involved. I'm sorry that, uh -huh. that I that uh -huh. I'm not grasping what you're yeah. saying. Um, uh, and then you see this article over here. Yes. See that article too made me a strong candidate because see the mayor of the city of St. Louis, mm -hmm. and see the mayor and. Um, the mayor offered me this position, and uh, at that time, uh, Jordan Chambers and the powers to be didn't, they had elected a man, a Dr. Grant. Yes. They gave that name, and, and, and Joe Doris asked, called me and said, Olivia, I was working for probate court at the time. So, Olivia, I want you to come over here. I want to talk to you. Said, uh, and when I got over there, he says, I'm going to find out if you would be interested. So I want you to be, um, the, um, put your two to the unexpired term of whoever it mm -hmm. was for the Board of Education. And then the minute that they saw this, well then, that following year they was running the election for the committee woman, Olivia Calway was there because she's been acclaimed by the mayor of the city of St. Louis. You see what I'm yes, saying? So then once I got in there, see, and then when you give me the separate way of doing things, knowing but you see, the idea was, here's a woman, we don't want her to have any power. We don't want, women don't have power. The men have the power. And I mean, it's just planes and nose on your face. There's no, no, nothing, nothing, nothing weird about that. It's the same thing. Besides Jordan Chambers, who else had power at that time? He was the only black man that had power at that time. Were you involved with David Grant at all? David Grant was involved with him. David Grant was, uh, was one of Jordan's protégés. He was, Jordan, wherever Dave Grant was placed, Jordan was responsible for it. And don't let anybody tell you that he wasn't. He was the man. He was the man. And uh, he worked with uh, Fred, with um, Jack Dwyer. Jack Dwyer was the, uh, the chairman of the Democratic Central Committee and also the treasurer of the city of St. Louis. And those two worked together, and he gave Jordan the black jobs. Jack took care of the white jobs. Is that how black and white politics worked at that time? Worked very well together, because we've never had a chairman of the Democratic City Central Committee who has been able to do the monitoring that Jack had the ability to do to solve problems, and whenever we'd have a, a, a break in the, it were uh, candidates were running against each other, Jack was always the man who could bring them together mm -hmm. and have them to working together. And we will black and white, black and white, and that's the reason you have this white St. Louis, a black North Side, and see 
but along with the media who keep saying we've got a white and black they don't want this this is a racism here that's racism there we got the white um, people the school board who don't want this who don't want that and you it, it, it's and he was really the man that was able to keep the uh, the the politics together, together so that we were able to do things together but now you don't have that strong leadership like on either side well, I don't know anybody. I don't worry about the other side. I just only worry about the side that I'm familiar with because, you see, I'm not, I can't be a Democrat and a Republican, you see, so whatever they're doing over there, that's their business. But, and I don't make any, maybe their leadership may be better than ours. I don't know because they're in power right now. Now, don't get upset, but it sounds like this question, but it sounds as though the black and white politics work together. At that uh, that's time. what I but, said. But they're not doing me, it now. But separately. No, they work they together. They work together. They work together. They coordinated. They they wouldn't one you had you always have a split in the um, But the black jobs got over here and the white jobs got over here. So. No, no, no. What I'm it, it it it's not any black or white jobs. It's not black or white jobs. Because uh, they're all in the same office. You don't have an office that hires black people here and white people over there. You are in, it's all integrated in each office in the city. And you place there, and you as a committeeman are able, that the jobs are dispensed. Mm -hmm. But the Democratic City Central Committeeman is the man who sees that they are dispensed on an equal basis as much as possible. But, and Jack was the man who was able to do this. But you don't have this coordination from the head of the Democratic Central Central Committee like you did then. What do you have now? I don't know what you have. You don't have it. I don't know what you, I don't know whether they they don't know or they weak or they don't care or what. I, I can't I can't because I'm not a part of it now. And I cannot make it make an assessment of it. How could how could certain candidates help in those days? I mean, with, with issues and I don't understand what you mean. How well, they could help? In other words, you you the politics of that time. You wanted certain things. What were the things well, you, you, you wanted what, to help people? But but you would well. All right. When you got in, these are the things that we you, they what, were asked What did for. they want to do in the forties and fifties? I mean, the, the the war was coming to an end at the 40s and people were coming back home. I don't know the issues so much then as what, uh, I, I don't remember the issues mm -hmm. so much then because, see, you didn't have that, see, you're comparing that time to what they're doing now. See, what, you got the homeless, we got the, because at that time, and certainly the educational background of the schools was superb. No, they I'm were all black schools, but we had superb teachers. Yeah. See, everything, it's not the same situation no, now. I'm not the, the comparing word. it, Olivia. I'm only asking. I'm not comparing it. But I'm I mean, asking. you're getting your idea from what's going on now, I'm sure. Because you see that we're in a terrible state that we've got a poor school system. The no, kids I'm, are not, not getting, you're not referring to that. To no, that. It's not even on but the we, we took the issues of the day. Yeah, that's what I'm and trying to get And the issues of the day was jobs. That was the main jobs. thing, that's jobs. Okay. Everybody wants a job because everybody wants to eat. Mm -hmm. And trying to and the upgrading of jobs, the better jobs, and of course World War II saw to that because we were able to go in. World War II was the beginning; it wasn't politics. 
that started the, the, the integration movement into the better jobs. It was also the strength of the unions. There were so many things in there, and many of the union persons were active political bosses. Mm -hmm. So therefore, we all got a share of the goodies because you had they, they couldn't leave us out because we were part of the unions. You see, we yes. were a part of everything. Yes. Is this what you just? Yeah. Yes. So that's what, as I said, it was a whole coordinating. See, I may not be in politics, but I'm a member of the union. So I said, well, now my husband needs a job. My children need. Wait, that is the thing. So that's when I said the whole thing. But now the unions have weakened. Many of the unions, they don't have the job. They don't have the money. They they, they had a political action where they threw a lot of monies behind certain candidates to make sure that they won because You're talking now. they because they knew the issues. I'm talking about then they don't oh. have it now like oh. they do. Said, because said. one thing the, the government is seeing too, they're going into the unions and it's a it's a the idea is to break the unions down because they don't want to pay that a uh, 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 living wage and you're beginning to see now that the people are out of work many of the businesses have gone so if you want to work you have no nobody to talk for you nobody to back you you don't have any strength so you have to take what's there everything is merging and every time they merge look how many people are out of work but you see it was the opposite back in those days everything was on the rise it was a boom and those are the things and we we had we enjoyed it because it was a meeting of the minds, and we had all of this coordination working together. Yeah, you had an influx of people coming up here probably from the south for jobs, for the war plans maybe, and then you had an influx of the men coming home looking for jobs. So well, as I, as I said, I, I was not involved in that, you know, that, see now, see I, might, I was a young woman then. I am interested in my family. I'm interested, I, but I am saying I lived while all this was going yeah. on because you must remember when the war was going on, I did not work. I did not go into the factory. My husband had me to stay at home and take care of the children. So I was not involved in all this people coming in. Mm -hmm. my, my husband never didn't go to the army. So I always was able to maintain my home with my children. Olivia, when, when, when people promised things that they could get, could they, like votes, <clears throat> could they usually produce them? They could if they would, but all the time they didn't. I'll give you, see, if I'm asking you to vote for me, you might give me the sun. I'm going to give you the sun as soon as I'm elected, after I'm elected. So that's where, that's where the, comes in that this is the reason that you have someone in there who can boost you and recommend me. You see what I'm saying? And, and if you don't have that recommendation, then you don't get it. That's what I'm saying. And so many times they could recommend it, but they don't want you to have it because you're not the person they want. Or maybe they will take that job and give it to somebody else. Maybe you got a job working as an accountant. Maybe that comes to you and says, I got a job as an accountant. Man, I ain't got no accountant in my ward. Give me a janitor job. I'm sure that's been done. I can't document it. You see what I mean? Saying? All right, now. You may not have anybody in your ward who is a precinct captain and who's an accountant, but that certainly would give you strength in your ward if you would check around and find out a member in the, in the ward who had this expertise. And then you in turn give them the job and you in turn could in, uh, involve them in your ward organization. 
but that was not the way. See, I would, if I knew I don't have nobody in accounting, so just give me a chauffeur's job, a janitor's job, or, and you can put the accounting over there, see. So that meant that you, so therefore, you probably would have a white going in there, whereas the white could be the janitor if you had done your job correctly. So it, it's an individual thing. Because, see, they had that power as a committeeman or a head of an office to do, to manipulate the way they wanted to. There was nothing you could do about it. Did anybody? And it's still going on. You can tell, look at look at this thing, that thing there tells you, Watergate business. Our, our Rangate, what we were watching. The main thing, it's, it's not any different. It's not any different, no different at all. Everybody's after that book, and everybody, the idea is power. The power. The more power you have, the, the worse you're going to treat the other fellow because he, you don't want him to get up there where you are. You go back in your history books and you find that the minute an emperor came in, he was not satisfied to have this territory. He wanted to go over there and take everything away from everybody else and make slaves out of people. And that's been going on ever since the world started. So it's really nothing new. But we ref we forget to go back and look into the Bible or in our history and see if every war that has came about was because of religion. They put it under the guise that there have been more wars fought in the name of religion than anything else. My daughter agrees with you. <laughs> Go back in your history book, That's right. and all through the book, the, the Bible is the best his, history book that I know of. The Philistines, the the uh, it, it, the, the Romans, just just like the Africans were were were, were uh, uh, all that continent of Africa with the gold, the ivory, other pe the kings, mother to soul. No, you don't need that. We'll take this gold from you, and we'll make slaves of you. And this is what has happened. You go back, you there the kings and queens of Africa. You, that would, and, and only now, the only in Bush, Budweiser, and those of us who are history buffs are bringing out that blacks at one time were the the uh, owned all of the gold and the silver, all up in Egypt. You had integration, interracial marriages, and all of that. But you see, they want to. That's unimportant now. That's never happened before. Besides Mr. Dwyer and his ability to to work with the law and Jordan Chambers. Um, how did generally blacks and whites work together? I'm telling you very well. He was the one that saw to it. Whenever there was a break in the relationship. Well, he could, he could see to it on a, net, on a well, the large man, level, but I'm talking about on a on a day-to-day well, well, I don't know. be everywhere. And well, we're not talking about individual personalities well, on asking, the job. I'm, I'm not talking about that. I know, but that. that's what I'm asking now. Well, I, I, don't, I, I don't know of any, I, don't, I can't see this, I don't understand that question for the simple reason that I can't see why you would, pre, would anticipate there being any problems among individuals on a job. Well, because there were problems in those days. There still are problems, and I'm just well, trying when to When you say problems, what do you have? What do you consider as a problem now? Well, I would. It's. it's I a, mean, give me an idea because I don't think I'm quite getting. Well, food. just just working together. Some people would prefer not to work with certain people, and. Well, see, when you need a job, see, you work with a monkey. You work with a monkey, or an elephant, or a lion, or a tiger, or a rat. If you need a job, 
So it wasn't a matter. It wasn't a matter whether I liked you or disliked you, or I didn't want to work there because everybody was glad to get this job to make a living for their family. So if there was any any differences in feelings, they certainly were kept very well, as far as I know. No, but, but I know there was a lot of people didn't like the idea they had to work with you, but what difference did it make? So, because uh, I'm, I'm sure there were many people resented me. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they resented me. They resented me for one thing because I didn't take any foolishness off of you. Mm -hmm. I said what I thought. I had a nice home. I didn't have to work, but I felt it was in politics and I was a committee woman. I needed that job for to stay on a certain level. I, I didn't want to refuse it because I wanted it and I needed it and I liked it and I wanted to be out among the people. But I had, uh, but as far as a home, I had a lovely home. I had a husband. I had my family. And people resent things when they know that you're doing well. And I'm sure that many persons might have said, well, she don't need the job. But that's not the point. I had it. But it was there, but it wasn't, it wasn't anything like a, 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 a race idea that you you everybody's dissatisfied one day the whole thing's going to blow up we, we like you're finding so much now or you being promoted and i'm not being promoted because this is all politics this is not a promotional basis this is the man it, you got your you moved up a carton to the person who was your um promoter See, the strength, the power, the strength of politics. As you said before. It could have been a senator. Knew. It could have been, if a man's a senator, the senator is considered in a higher position than a state representative. The governor is in a higher position than the state representative or the senator or the commitment. So it all had to do with power. Who you knew. Um, did the blacks, would you say, they had influence? Explain that. When you said blacks, when you say blacks, you're talking about a whole lot of people. I'm talking about in those days, colored politicians. Would you say that they had... Now, in those days, you're talking about the 40s and the 50s. And 50s. I think I explained that to you. I told you that Jordan Chambers at that time was the only was the powerful only man see and that did not change until oh in the well not the 50s that changed say around in about 53 or 54 okay. that began to change and that's when the other um black commitment were being considered but it all the change all came through politics when when jack dwyer was being attacked for his position as commitment of the fourth ward which was an all-black ward then he gathered elements to come in to, to help him within the black community to maintain his position. And for that, to everybody, those who felt like they wanted to work with Jack, there were those who wanted to get rid of him, there was there who wanted him. So when Jack continued to win his committeeship year after year, well, those who worked with him to help him maintain it became the ones who became powerful. And uh, that's the way that happened. That's at the, the, I'm sure that's what you're talking about. Okay. Um, who were the constituents? Uh, the constituents, and I don't mean financially, the black, but this, in other words, 
you you had your different areas. Okay. You're talking about the wards. You had wards, you had 28 wards in the mm -hmm. city, and you had a Democratic commitment and a Republican commitment of each ward now. Mm -hmm. were, were, did you always have to go after certain people, um, or could you just take it in the, the voting masses? I don't understand that well, question. Who were your backers? What How? backers? Backers of what? Of, of the vote, to get the votes? Your committee people, your committee man, mm -hmm. your committee people, the elected officials of the committee, they had what you call precinct captains. You got out the vote within your own ward and, that, and these precinct captains were rewarded by getting positions in the uh, uh, political jobs in different offices wherever they could get the appointment. Okay. You had, that made your strength, All your right. strength of your, of your um, of your of your precinct captain and then how about financially it came from different sources it came from uh, um, funds that were contributed by the unions funds that were contributed by the banks the businesses funds came and jack was a powerful fundraiser and and they knew that as long as jack was in there that they would benefit by certain things that he was able to to give them so and then the uh, unions gave quite a bit of money Money came, and then we had fundraising activities after each before each election, and that was divided for the workers. And then the candidates who were running for a different office, they gave a certain portion mm -hmm. of financial support. You see about the president, you see already this get part's got a million dollars already to start, and that from the fundraising activities all over the country. And of course, now we didn't we didn't talk we didn't talk about millions of dollars then. So millions of dollars is nothing now. Because you have to, because look at all the millions you have to spend to become president, or look at the millions you have to spend just to become a state senator. So uh, that this we're not talking that was million dollars, and if you had a million dollars, <laughs> boy, you could become president in that time with a million dollars. Was there any interplay between the? Um, there were there were so many things going on in the 40s and 50s, for, as far as Negroes were concerned, you know, the the school integration. The '54. Uh, was there any interplay between the NAACP and politics? And no, no. As a matter of fact, the uh, the um, the persons. Uh, that's one thing I didn't particularly care about the the community organizations because I didn't think that they should have gotten into politics and the uh, injured politics entered in there in as much as the people who were officers of the various community organizations would select their candidates and would want you as a member of that of either of these community organizations to support their candidate and if you didn't then you were considered outside the limits and i happen to be one of those persons who did not who did not conform because you don't tell me who and especially if you're not a political organization and i felt as though that you were doing a disservice in order uh, by involving yourselves in politics because I think in that instance you're dividing the, 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 because your community issues has nothing to do with political issues. Now you as an individual, it's all right for you to say, in other words, you you are the head of the, uh, of, the uh, of, um, of a church affiliation 
and you may have a very good friend who's running for, for, for political office. Mm -hmm. Well, now you're not supposed to get up and try to get the whole church to come because, see, some of them may be Republicans, some of them may be Democrats. So I think you're doing a, a disservice if you're going to turn your church into a political action committee. But now if you take certain people out of this group that you know, apart from it, now just like I'm a member of the National Council of Negro Women, and we're nonpartisan. So I never let, I never support a, I never had, the organization never supports a political person. Now you may come in and speak, but if, if the different uh, representation of the, um, of, uh, political organizations are um, uh, uh, of the um, what I'm trying to not political organizations but well yeah political organizations but partisan partisan then I have to have people representing both sides to come in but I have never and I've had women who were candidates on either of the uh, who were who had who were partisan candidates and I would introduce them and say, those who are interested in working with Miss A, feel free to do so. Those who are working with Miss B, feel free to do so. And I did that, and they never knew who I was for. Right. No, no, I, 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 no. They did that, but I, I was not a part of that because I don't think that's fair, and I don't think you should bring it all together like that. Um, do you think blacks are more political? politically active now? No. Then? then. I think they've lost a little of their disinterest because of the weak leadership. So they have less power. You're nodding. Um, do you think some of it is because they're spread out today? As well no, as it has nothing to do with it. It means that they're just, uh, it, it's a weak, I don't care how many poly, you can't, you can't have four or five leaders. You've got to have a a focus, a wheel. A wheel has many spokes to it, but you have to have a hub. We don't have a black strong hub. You have different little ones. This one does this, this one does that, this one does that. You don't have a hub, and when you don't have a hub, but see, we had a hub. Nobody ever filled his shoes. That's what I'm saying. Now you got it. Now you got it. Of course, a lot of people would disagree with me, but who cares? <laughs> <laughs> it really doesn't matter. The proof of the pudding was what That's happened. That's right. Mm -hmm. um, and if you, are, if you are looking at what's going on today and to what the kind of pictures that I tried to give you, I'm not saying everything was perfect there, no. but at least you did have someone you could go and talk to. And that was one thing, if Jordan was with you, he was with you. But baby, if he was against you, he was against you. Uh, and, and that's what I like. I like, see, your word to me means everything. And if you tell me that you're going to look out for me, you're going to do this for me, and then when I come to find then you say, oh, I tried to do that. Well, what happened? You, and then you begin, but see, maybe in some instances you can't do it, but I, 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 I doubt if you're going to be rebuffed at every step and can't do anything. So the main goal in those days was jobs. Just like they are today. And, it's not any different. And it was a separate thing. The civil rights movement was 
Well, civil rights right. movement and the jobs is right together because your civil rights meant that you would get certain jobs. Mm -hmm. But if you didn't have any civil rights, you have discrimination just right. like you have now in the Reagan administration. Because you don't have any civil rights to protect you. You had civil rights, you were able to get certain jobs because of it, but through, the, through our strong civil rights program, mm -hmm. they projected you. But see, you don't have this. It, everything that we did in the 50s and 60s and 70s have practically gone to pot in terms of a whole new thing now, just like the conservative Supreme Court. Everything that the Supreme Court projected in a, of a civil rights and, and discrimination, et cetera, et cetera, the whole new ballgame, that's the reason they're fighting so hard to keep Reagan from appointing this man, because they see that if he ever gets in there, it's going to be worse. Sure. And see, once you get in there, it's a job you stay in and until death do us part. That's the whole issue right there. Uh, I think I'll ever be a, a black mayor. Sure. In St. Louis. There's no such thing as never. But I cannot project when. I, I, I know it'll no, be I said, like me. Will there ever? Yes, <laughs> ever. Sure, sure. I'll say that. I there definitely feel. I don't ever think that things are going to ever go on as they are. No. I do. I, I do. If done it in every city, why, why, what is so different about St. Louis? We should have had one. But again, I say we don't have that hub. We mm -hmm. don't have that strong. But you see, in Chicago, Philadelphia, Los Angeles, the places where you see that black leadership is because you have a hub, you have a concise gathering, you have this strong that we're going to win whether you like it or not. So, you, so you feel that's why there's no more? You don't have a hub. No, 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 no You no, don't but, have a hub. But why do you think that, that there there? Your there leadership aren't. is weak. I'm not going to change it. I don't care how many questions you <laughs> ask me. Your leadership is weak. We're, we don't have What can strength. we do about it? You have to learn how to work together and, 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 and to realize that it's enough out there to be divided among all of us and that no one or two persons are it's acceptable and uh, no one person is acceptable. You have many persons, but it's a meetings of the mind getting together to see who would be the best person to be the candidate, who would be the best person. But until you come together and get this meeting of the mind, it's not. See, they decided that Washington was going to, so everybody got behind it. When they said that Washington wasn't going to be reelected, then everybody, that was a fighting piece for all the blacks in Chicago, and they proved that he was going to get elected. Mm -hmm. But you see, you got to have this argument, the strong will, and the and, and, and as I said, the hub, somebody that's going to put that together, and they put it together. Tell me what I'm not asking. Tell me what you want to say that I'm not asking. I don't know, because see, you were asking me so many, because I thought we were going to talk about, see, you're talking about politics. You're talking about, uh, see, you've only dwelled on one thing, and that was politics. And uh, so I don't... Um, I have no no well, particular we're not reason. Yet. No, but uh, <laughs> we just. But we, I mean, I have no no. You, see, you're the ones interviewing me, right? But and I but, have no. But you're um, the one. You're the authority, and you live. I know at that, that time. I'm authority. I'm authority on a lot of things, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take my hand. <laughs> I'm authority. Oh no, but I'm not a mind reader either. I know, but 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 I also. It's not particular all that I want to talk about. Talk about whatever you want to talk about. It doesn't make any difference. For no, me. but I'm talking. Excuse me. Excuse me. Seriously, in the respect of of 
the arena that we have been discussing, which is the politics in the 40s. Well, I don't have anything more. Is there, any, is there anything that, that, that's important that I have not touched on that... I think you've been, uh, touched on some very important things. To me, they were important because I was involved That's in what I'm saying. I think they were important because it means that the women were not given the proper respect. I think that they're important because I think we, as a race of women, we should not be discriminated against because of our color. Uh, I also think it's important that we should be able to work together. I, I don't think that we should have a separation um, of, of any kind, separation of the, of the, of the, of, um, of the neighborhoods and, and see where they're working. And even if we, and, and of blacks moving to a neighborhood, the whites immediately move out. So if you keep on doing that, you're going to have the whole St. Louis area is going to be a black city from beginning to end. And I don't think that this is necessary because I think we're going to have to learn. And then you have you have more discrimination. Uh, every time a woman is raped, they said, oh, I know he's raped by a black man. And I, I'm not glad to see it because I think it's a terrible thing for anybody. But the minute that you put it on and you find out it's a white who...